Sculptor Podcast. I'm Nikki and I'm your host and today I'm going to be talking about growing your own microgreens. So if you've ever tried to grow lettuce in the heat of summer, um, you may find it just bolts straight to seed and there's not much you can really do about it other than endure some bitter lettuce. Um, There are some varieties of course that don't do this but if you're finding that this is a constant battle of keeping lettuce alive in the, the hot months, maybe you should try growing your own microgreens. So I find microgreens to be one of the simplest things to grow. It's probably one of the things you should start with even before herbs to be honest. Um, so from planting to harvest, you're looking at anywhere between two to four weeks. Um, and microgreens are one of our go-to crops during those summer months when it gets too hot to grow lettuce well. Um, so it's great all year round and you can do it in your kitchen. So what can you use as a microgreen? So microgreens are essentially any leafy vegetable that you grow to the fourth leaf stage and harvested simply by cutting them. So you can grow all sorts of leafy greens as microgreens, providing that your seeds are basically cost effective. We personally love amaranth. Um, It's beautiful red and it's sweet and it kind of tastes a little bit like a baby spinach. But it can take a little bit longer to get to that, that four leaf stage over some of the other options which is our second um, favorite is broccoli. So some things you might want to try out is rocket, radish, broccoli, cabbage, kohlrabi, basil, lettuce mixes, mustard greens, Asian greens, kale, even turnips can be used as a microgreen. So the key for finding the microgreen seed is it needs to be untreated. So with no fungicide, no pesticide, nothing. Um, So we find it best to use um, seeds that you've saved yourself. or alternatively look for special microgreen seed mixes. So to grow your own microgreens, you don't need a lot of things. Um, simply you need a tray um, to to grow them in. So we use a little, um, it's like a, a loaf size um, tray in our, um, that fits neatly on our kitchen windowsill. Um, you can just use regular pots and then you've got a really good succession. So a little, um, it, 10 to 15 centimeter pots um, or even just seed raising trays so it just depends on your space and where you're putting them and um, they don't need to be very deep um, because we harvest them quite quickly the other thing you'll need is some um, paper towels so uh, we pre moisten our paper towels and use them to cover the seeds you could probably use something like a damp cloth or something but it just helps to keep them moist as well as keeping them clean from any soil um, so it's easy come harvest time The next thing is a potting mix. So you don't really need anything special. We use a seed raising mix, but you could probably use any kind of benign um, growing media because what we're essentially doing is um, just anchoring the roots of the greens and helping provide moisture. A lot of the nutrient value is actually coming out of the seed itself. It's not actually coming from the soil. So you could use whatever you want. Um, You can get a lot of things from... um, Hydroponic stores will do the job. Um, you just need to make sure that it is well pre-moistened before adding your seeds. A spray bottle is the next thing you'll need. So a water spray bottle, just to keep them moist, um, you just give them a spray each morning um, to, to keep them growing along. Um, in terms of seeds, you'll need a lot of seeds because we're doing it so densely planted. Um, 
uh, each sort of for a regular uh, seed raising tray it's around about one teaspoon of seeds so it's actually a lot of seeds and it's a lot more than what you probably get in the standard um, pack of seeds as opposed to a microgreen mix the next thing you're going to need is a perfect location so you want something that's actually protected from the elements so as we're growing them quickly they grow perfectly well in low light conditions so it's a great one to have growing inside we grow ours on our kitchen windowsill but you could grow them on an outdoor deck or under an eave or even just in your greenhouse in terms of harvesting um, different plants are harvested at different times but as a general rule you want to harvest either at that first leaf stage or just before they get that second set of true true leaves. Um, so once they've got the true leaves, they'll, they'll be wanting that more food, which we're not giving them in that microgreen mix. So they may struggle. So it's best to harvest them as quick as you can. And to do that, you just simply cut off what you need. The main thing to think about when growing your microgreens is because they turn over so quickly, you need to keep up that succession. So if you're wanting an ongoing supply, make sure you're replanting a new batch at least every second week or every week if you're eating lots of them. So in terms of the micro seed packs that you can get, why are they cheaper? and why are they more abundant than a regular seed pack? So when you're buying micro seeds, you might find that they are way bigger than a standard pack of seeds and not that much more expensive. But just generally, this is because they aren't growing to maturity. Um, so these seeds can often be the rejects. Um, for example, if there's an accidental cross-pollination with uh, a couple of different species. So if you've got things like broccoli and cauliflower going to seed at the same time, they could cross and they may not actually get to maturation. It could also be that the plant wasn't the best quality um, and it's let, it's either gone straight to seed straight away um, or what have you so it's it's more about that quality but they work perfectly fine as a microgreen so you don't need to worry about that I've got heaps of video tutorials in uh, my don't lovers membership on growing sprouts and microgreens if you want to come join us and learn more about it um, but definitely it's something to look into if you're a lover of green things over the warm months and are struggling to keep lettuce alive I hope you found this helpful and I will speak to you guys next week. Thanks for listening to the Love of Dirt podcast. If you love this episode, please leave a review to subscribe, check out other episodes or grab some of my free food growing resources. Head on over to loveofdirt.com.au forward slash podcast.